Welcome to this week's housing crisis update where I read the news so you don't have to. Giving you more time to speculate on my right-wing credentials, which uh, some people have been doing. Indo Business reports that apartment completions grew by just 8% last year compared to an increase in housing supply overall of 30%. This is despite Ireland having the lowest share of apartments in its housing stock in the European Union. Dermot O'Leary, chief economist at Good Body Stockbrokers, attributed the low level of apartment building to uncertainty around building regulations, but pointed to the significant growth in planning applications granted for planning under new guidelines. On Saturday, Una Smith reporting for RTE reveals the reasons why so few local authorities are imposing fines on landowners who have been hoarding land rather than developing it for housing. The prospect of the fine, known as the vacant site levy, was hoped to kickstart development and help ease the housing crisis. But planning law barrister Oshin Collins said, legislation is too vaguely drafted and it's giving rise to a large amount of subjective application, saying that legal challenges were inevitable. Progress reports by local authorities submitted to the Department of Housing last November and released under a Freedom of Information request show administrative difficulties in implementing the legislation, stating the task of establishing ownership has led to long delays and with new registrations of title and changes of ownership resulting in a subsequent return of notices. The piece concludes that putting the fear of a major fine into landowners sitting on land may be some way off in many local authorities. Stephen McNeese at News Talk reports on Temple Street Children's Hospital which notes a 29% increase in the number of patients being discharged into homelessness. 842 children who attended Temple Street's emergency department last year were living in emergency accommodation or had no fixed address, with a quarter of them less than one year old. This represents an increase of 191 children compared with figures from 2017. 23% of children presented with trauma such as hand and arm injuries, head lacerations, burns and self-harm. Anne-Marie Jones, head medical social worker at Temple Street, called the situation shameful, pointing to the cramped conditions many came from and were discharged back into. The most recent official homeless figures last November showed 3,811 children living in emergency accommodation. An inquest at Dublin's coroner's court into a fire at a halting site in Carrick Mines in 2015 has provoked a call for amendments that ensure temporary emergency halting sites meet fire safety and planning regulations. The inquest into the fire, which killed 10 people, including a five-month-old baby, revealed that porta cabins on the site did not meet building regulations and that their close proximity virtually assured that the fire would spread. Pavey Point said that there are currently temporary emergency sites in existence that have been there for 30 years and each year money for traveller accommodation is returned to central government by local authorities unspent. Families in Dublin who present as homeless outside office hours have been told by the city council to register at a Garda station before they can avail of services. A prominent homeless charity has said many families are afraid to go to the Garda because it could mean a referral to the child and family agency Tusla. Inner city helping homeless's Anthony Flynn said that Garda stations are for criminals, not families. Previously, a team from the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive was on call to help such families face-to-face. -face. However, that has now been reduced to a phone helpline. Amy Malloy reporting yesterday for the Indo says residents living in an apartment block close to the home of Antishok have been issued with notices to quit from a receiver just weeks after Christmas. Tenants living in Riverwood Hall Apartments in Castle Knox say they are shocked with some fearing homelessness. Tenants received a letter from Hooker McDonald estate agents on behalf of the appointed receivers Grant Thornton, who are administering the estate of Liam May, who is deceased but owed millions to so-called bad bank Nama. A spokesperson for receiver Grant Thornton said the notices are compliant with the Tyrrellstown Amendment as only nine apartments have been issued termination notices. This amendment was introduced in 2016 after a public outcry to prevent a slew of evictions from a single development. However, it is only applicable to evictions from 10 properties or more. A spokesperson for Anthishok said he will respond to any requests for assistance and that none of his constituents had so far made contact. And finally, 
Finally, Gordon Deegan for the Examiner reports yesterday on dramatic scenes at Ennis Circuit Court as a judge ordered the jailing of two men in relation to an attempted repossession of a property in Corfin in County Clare. Justice Patrick Meegan ordered Tommy Collins, a member of the Anti-Eviction Task Force, and Brian McCarthy of Tralee County Kerry to be jailed for contempt of court. At the courthouse in Ennis, around 30 Gardaí prevented members of the Anti-Eviction Task Force from going inside. The crowd around the courthouse had responded to a Facebook post which called on people to show support against the criminal justice system and the criminal banksters, and featured photos of circuit court judges and two members of their council. Mr McCarthy was brought into the court by two Gardaí and had to be manhandled into the dock of the court when he resisted. Counsel for Bank of Ireland Michael Collins SC said that Tommy Collins, assisted by Mr McCarthy, had refused to vacate his property since the Bank of Ireland obtained a repossession order in 2012. The judge ordered both men to be imprisoned at Limerick until they had purged their contempt. And that's all for this week's Housing Crisis Update. More next week.